Hi, this is Bare Naked Worship. I'm Donna, and I'm so glad you dropped by. I have to say, I haven't recorded any episodes in a few weeks. There has been so much happening in our lives, and um, I just have just had not one second free to record an episode, but I've also been spending a lot of the free time that I have had in the last few weeks in deep, deep, deep fellowship with God and just praying and just sharing with Him and and the Word because I've needed it so much. I needed to just kind of hunker down and get some good fellowship time with Him and just get some strength. You know, they say that when you're on the airplane, you know, that old story, it's true, about when you're on the airplane, you put the mask on your face first and then put it on your children or your spouse or your companion or whatever. Because if something happens and you um, don't protect yourself, then you really can't help your children. And so that's very, very true in this life that we live. You know, we have to really stay shored up in the Lord and we have to keep our bucket full. I read a book one time about um, keeping your own bucket full because if you don't, then you can't, you don't have anything to pour out to and on other people. And that is so true. It's just, it's really powerful and it's very, very, very true. If you get just completely drained and exhausted, you do not have any reserves left to um, to use when you're trying to minister to other people. So I had been burning the candle at both ends, working three days a week and trying to go down and be with my parents as much as I could during my four days off. And um, so I ended up not resting adequately, not eating correctly, and just kind of stressing out, letting that stress cortisol was going crazy in my body and in my spirit and I ended up just getting sick I got physically sick and I felt worse than I had felt probably in 20 years it was about a week and a half of just misery (laughs) and it was so powerful I could not breathe I it hurt to breathe it hurt to move it hurt to talk I really couldn't talk for about six of the of the nine days that I was sick and I just felt miserable I just felt like I cannot do anything I just didn't feel like reading I didn't feel like writing in my journal I didn't feel like praying to be perfectly honest but I had to pray because I needed that lifeline with God so much that it was just impossible not to reach out to him and so that was going on and then of course there was the ongoing health issues with there were the ongoing health issues with my wonderful father Papa Jim Major Jim Pollock and um, I was very stressed to the point that um, all this stuff came rushing at one point at one time and so that seems to be resolving itself. I've just had a wonderful couple of days with my family trying to take care of Papa, get some follow-up information from some tests that he's recently had done. And, um, And when I came on Tuesday, which is my first day off, I came to help And I knew this was going to be a jam-packed week also because I had Tuesday and Wednesday with my parents. And then Thursday, I I 
would need to take my daughter Chloe to um, have dental surgery. She's having six teeth pulled. Pray for her. Please pray for Chloe. And that's going to happen in the morning. I'm on my way back to Atlanta now to make sure I'm there tonight and in the morning to take her. And then on Friday, her boyfriend Zach is coming in to help take care of her. That's so sweet, Zach. And um, and then uh, Saturday, I work. And then I think I have Sunday and Monday off, but then I work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And that will be Thanksgiving week. So it's just a lot of stuff coming up. And so when I left Atlanta on Tuesday to go to spend time with my my mom and my dad, I was so excited that I felt better, I could talk, and I was so looking forward to having time with them. And I got to Pine Mountain and my car, uh, I had a flat tire. So I was like, oh, help me, Lord, please. I can't believe I have a flat tire. Um, I'm definitely going to sign up for AAA again. <laughs> I forgot to sign back up this year, but I'm going to. Anyway, this God is just so good. He's so good because even in the midst of all the things that are going on in our lives, He is there and He's ready to pour out His incredible, that peace that passes all understanding. You know, you don't really understand what that passage of Scripture means until you've walked in a season, in a space where you need the kind of peace that you just cannot describe. You can't, you really can't explain it. It is, uns, un, it's, it's, it just, it passes understanding. So that's what happened this week. I went there and um, the tire went flat and this sweet, sweet older man Mr. Joe Coverson from Pine Mountain, Georgia. He says he's lived there all of his life, but he came up in his little white truck and he began helping me with my tire. And it was so sweet because several younger men had had stopped by, kind of glanced at the situation, and then decided that you know it would be okay to leave a woman standing out there by her car in nighttime, and they just kept going. I didn't ask for help, but I was surprised you know honestly and then here comes this older man very frail and he worked on my car until Jeff and and his friend Steve got there to finish it anyway the tire was fixed in Pine Mountain Georgia I drove eight miles to toward my mom and stopped in Hamilton to get some milk for my mother and when I was coming out of the little gas station with the milk, another man said, ma'am, your spear is flat. And I said, what? Are you serious? I cannot believe this. Well, I uh, called Jeff and, um, and my mom. And so um, they came and we took the car to a, a little auto shop that was right across the street, fortuitously. And I left the car there. And the next day, which was today, um, we got a tire and got it back on the, on the car, and now I'm on my way back to Atlanta. But here's the thing, and this is what I wanted to share tonight on my coming back to the podcast night. I just wanted to share that we can live in peace, that peace that passes understanding in the midst of storms. You know, it's, I, I read a quote by Helen Keller that said um, something about you don't know the beauty 
of the ship until you've learned to sail in a storm or something like that. I'm actually going to find that quote because it's beautiful and I've butchered it. But I used to write it on a little piece of um, a little index card and I used to carry it with me at my in my nursing work, you know, because it was always. Oh, I know what it was. I am not afraid of storms for I have learned to sail my ship. That's it. Thank you, Lord, for helping bring that to my memory. I'm not afraid of storms, for I have learned to sell my ship. Now, you know, Helen Keller was blind, deaf, and dumb. She was. She had a really, really horrible situation. She was the mother of Braille She and all this. But here's the situation. She says that she was not afraid of storms, for she had learned to sell her ship. And I believe that, that selling our ship means getting really connected in with God and knowing that He is there, He is with us, He is for us. I don't know what's happening with you today, and I say this on just about every podcast because I want to I want to connect with you, and I don't know who you are that's listening, and I don't know where you are, but God knows. And that's the important thing. God, Almighty God, He knows where you are tonight. He knows. He knows exactly where you are tonight. If you're on the road, traveling, He sees you and He knows you're there. If you're huddled up at at home and you're in your bed and you're crying and you're lonely and you feel like there is not one person, not one other human being in the world that cares about what's going on with you, God does care and He sees you huddled up there on your bed and He knows. He absolutely knows what you're going through tonight. You might be facing an eviction tonight. You may not know where you're going to go tonight. Tomorrow the papers may have already been served. And you don't know where you're going to go. What are you going to do with your children and your animals? And, you know, where are you going to go? God knows. He sees you and He cares about you. Maybe tonight you are so lonely. You're just sitting there in your house or your apartment or your car or the movies or a restaurant or church even. And you don't have a significant other. And you don't have someone that you can share these things with. And so a lot of the times you do really great. But sometimes that loneliness creeps in. And it is so cold and kind of empty. You know, because you don't have anybody to share all this stuff with in your life. And it might be tonight that you are grieving. You may be grieving on a level so deep and so painful and so raw that you don't even want to talk about it. You can't talk about it because it hurts too much. Maybe you're, you've lost someone that you love or you're about to lose someone that you love. Maybe through divorce or maybe through death or maybe through abandonment. You know, Maybe a separation. It might be that tonight as you're listening to this, you feel so hopeless because you're so financially you're just so snared financially you have no idea how to get out from under the weight of the pit or the 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 load the financial burden it's crushing the life out of you and you can't breathe your heart hurts you're so scared you're just scared you're scared senseless you don't know what to do things are due bills are due people are going to be asking you calling you wanting some money and you don't have it you do not have the money to pay it so that may be where you are tonight you may feel like that you're totally it's totally hopeless and you're totally alone but God sees you and he knows what you're going through and he knows what you're struggling with 
and he has an answer. He has the answer and he does love you. So you can have peace in whatever situation you're in tonight as you're listening to this podcast because God has promised that he will give us the peace that passes all understanding. And that is the kind of peace that we get when we're in situations like the ones I've just described. It's the kind of peace that he holds out and he kind of holds on to it and he saves it for us. And he knows that we only seek that peace. That's the kind of peace that we only look for when we have exhausted every other option in our lives. Because other times, we don't need that level of peace. You know, when everything's going great and you're, you're in love and you're happy and, you know, everybody loves you, your job's going great, you've got money in the bank and everything is going just the way that you want it to go, those are not the times that you search for this kind of deep peace. They just aren't because you don't need them. And that's okay. It's really nice to have those kind of times. And it's enjoyable and it's, it's really a relief when we're in those kind of times. But those are not the times that you seek God with a hunger and a thirst that you will seek Him with when you are down to your last dollar or penny. You know, one time, it's funny, I just have to share this little anecdote. One time the girls and I were living in um, Palm Coast, Florida, and my um, I was married at the time. I had been married, actually. I was married, but uh, my husband left, and I didn't know that he was going to leave. We were, um, we were doing great, I thought, and um, for various reasons, he decided that um, he would go on a surfing trip, and then he would leave, and he would not come back. So a couple of weeks went by, and I was like, trying to reach him and I initially thought well you know maybe he just needs some time or whatever I don't didn't know why then I started to worry because I thought well maybe he's hurt or maybe he died I mean he could have drowned I don't know so I finally found out that he was in fact okay he was in Florida we were in um Palm Coast Florida but he was in a different part of Florida and he had decided that he just needed some time to decide what he wanted to do with his life. And he wasn't sure at that moment that being married to me was what he wanted anymore. So anyway, he was gone. And we were struggling. The girls and I were struggling. We had a lot of financial issues. And and I felt really overwhelmed because um, we had a lot of money that was due. And I didn't have a lot of money to pay it with. And had the animals and the dogs. Anyway, long story short, the girls had a friend and Samantha, and uh, we loved Samantha. She was like a daughter to me, and I loved her family. And her daddy was a, um, he, he was like a merchant marine type thing. I don't, he, he did ships. He worked on a ship that went out. And so he had a lot of money all the time. And um, so as it turned out, we went to their house one day and we were talking, and he had had some financial reversals. And so he and I were talking, and uh, he was a really nice guy. And, he said, yeah, I'm telling you what, Donna. He said, um, this has been a really, really tough time for us. He said, we are we are really down on our luck, and um, it's really, really hard. And I said, yeah, man, I know exactly what you're talking about. I said, we are there. We are right there with you. I said, I'm telling you, it's just something, isn't it? I said, we're just, we're just down. We're down pretty low right now. And he said, yeah. He said, I-, I can tell you. And he pulls out his wallet, and he goes, look. He said, 
we are down to our last $100. And I wanted, I, I, I really, I, I wanted to laugh and I wanted to cry. I wasn't sure what to do, but I thought to myself, down to your last $100, I'm down to my last penny. And in fact, I searched for pennies this morning. Uh, this is what I was thinking at the time. I searched for pennies to buy gas for like a couple dollars of gas just for a gallon of gas to get the girls to school. It was just crazy. But it, but it reminded me in that moment that we all have a different uh, limit, you know. And, and the limit that you're at when you're seeking this kind of deep peace from God and hope, it may be totally different than someone else. I mean, you may be um, struggling because you have no idea how to pay your light bill. Someone else may be struggling. They've got tons of money, but they are struggling because they just, like I said, they just feel really alone. They don't have anyone and they're lonely. Um, Or someone might have the most loving partner, the most dear family, the most beautiful home, a cabinet's full of food, but their health is suffering, and they don't have good health. I mean, there are endless, and just an endless variety of things that can be happening that can cause you to want to cry out to God for hope, help, peace. So, the point of this podcast is that when when and if you're in that situation, God loves you and he will he will care for you. And I think one thing that's really good if you're in the situation is to try with everything that's in you to find God's blessing, evidence of God's blessing in the situation, in the storm that you're in. And and so I'll just give you a little example from my recent experience with coming to see my parents and having the flat tire and then the flat spare and all this stuff. When I sat down and, and made a list of all the things that were good in the situation, I was blown away. I was, I was so excited. For example, I drove two hours through Atlanta in the, in the middle of some really bad traffic. I drove there to my mother's house and that tire either, well, I guess it wasn't flat then because I would have not been able to make it, but the tire could have gone flat at any time. And it didn't. It, it went flat in Pine Mountain, Georgia at a family dollar store where we stopped to get cat litter for their cats after we had picked them up from the kennel where they'd been during this whole time that the tornado had devastated their home. And it was just a miraculous thing. I, it, I, the tire went flat. My mother was right there. She was able to, she was able to, um, we were able to get the dog. One of the dogs was riding with me. We were able to get the dog out of my car, get Muffin back in my mom's car. Um, that really nice man came to help. Then Jeff was nearby. He came to help. You know, the point was that that tire could have exploded at any point, but it did not. It went flat in a very tiny little town where I had access to a, to a lot of people that could help me. Okay. Then, next miracle. I was riding from from uh, Pine Mountain to Hamilton toward to get to Ellerslie, and the light came on almost as soon as I started driving with the spare, and it said that the left front uh, tire was low, but I ignored it because I thought, well, it's just reading that because I have a tiny little donut spare, and it's it's you know it's it's seeing that it's not a real tire, so I ignored it. But my mother had called and said. Uh, and I told her I was hungry, and I said, I think I'm going to stop at the at the little Circle K and 
get something, you know. And she said, well, we have food at home, but if you do stop, why don't you pick up a gallon of milk? So I was like, okay. I, was, I mean, I already had a tank full of gas, so I didn't need gas, but I stopped. And had I not stopped, then that little spare, you know, was already flat, and I would not have known it. I would have been driving in the dark on all the way to Ellerslie, and something bad would have happened, you know, could have happened because the spare was already flat. Then, third miracle, good thing that happened, was that I, this happened right across the street from an auto repair shop. Now, you've probably not been to Hamilton, Georgia, but if you have, you know that there are about four buildings in Hamilton, Georgia. There aren't very many. And I happened to be at the Circle K right across the street from an auto repair shop. So that was a miracle. That was a huge blessing. Okay? So you see that God began to work all these wonderful miracles. Um, It was just a really a blessed time. Also, not having a car meant that I was forced to ride with my mom to all the doctor's appointments and things. I probably would have taken, we probably would have taken two cars if we had had two cars because it would have just, you know, we would have been, we would have had a lot of other errands to do. We were able to just focus on Papa and just getting done what we absolutely had to do as a result of only having one car. And the fellowship that we had together was beautiful. It was so beautiful. It was very sweet that I got to meet this sweet, this lovely man, Mr. Joe Culverson, who came and helped me. It was sweet that I got to have the help of my ex-husband, Jeff, that he was able to give to us. I mean, it was a blessing for him to be able to give, and it was a blessing for me to be able to receive. It was just a total joy to, to list all of these cool things that happened in the midst of the storm. So I'm going to stop talking your ears off, but I just want to say welcome back to the podcast. I want to pray with you right now. Father God, we love you. We praise you. I thank you so much for who you are and how you are and what you are and what you mean to me and to the people that love you and are calling on your name. Father, I pray right now that if there is someone who is struggling for any reason and in any way, and this person needs, they really need that peace that passes understanding. Lord, I just pray today that you would just help them, that you would just provide that peace for them and give them every single thing that they need, Father, whatever it is that they need, that you will just provide it for them, that you would just give it to them, Father, and meet their needs and provide that wonderful, amazing peace that passes all understanding that's like a deep deep drink of water when you're on a desert. It's like food when you're hungry. It's like rest when you're tired. It's just so refreshing. We love you so much, Lord. I thank you. I praise you. I love you so much for all that you are. Go with us now, Lord. Let this be a great week. Father, just bless us and keep us close. In your precious name we pray. Amen.